0: Theme words and hashtags, and and I'm I'm for all that. It's fine. I've seen like regeneration committed. That's a great theme for a year to commit yourselves to the things of God. And I've seen other brothers that pastor churches. They're uh, intentional. You know, this year we're going to be intentional. We're going to uh, you know we're not just going to let things happen, but we're going to take steps to see things happen. I, all of that is great. And you can you know look start looking at vision and and if you're not careful you'll just equate that to goals and goals are things that can be reached without the church ever being the church you know a goal is hey let's pay the church off well we could do that and not see anybody saved and not preach the truth and we could do that that's that's a goal of course i'd love to see that happen in 2019 be awesome with it uh goals we get the parking lot finished striped that's a goal and hopefully this week, with the sunshine, they'll be able to finish that. That's a goal to renovate, finish some renovations we're doing here. Goals, and and while I want to see all these things happen, you know, we can still preach the truth without stripes on the parking lot. People can still receive the Holy Ghost without uh, new paint in the bathroom, and uh, you know, we, so we can still have church and be the church. What I want to see, and as uh, for us, is I want us to uh, be the church. That God has called his church to be. Now I'm going to read uh, some scripture and you can listen. This is a familiar scripture for us before I get into this. And I won't be very long. I don't have to be to pronounce this vision for this year. But if we're going to let the church be what the church can be. The church is everybody. How can everybody be involved in what's going to happen at restoration apostolic church and so there's only uh, there's so many examples we could look at but there's one great model in the scripture and i'm going to read about that in acts chapter 2 in verse 36 peter is closed getting ready to close his message out uh, that we read anyway therefore let all the house of israel know assuredly That God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ, as foundation. If we have anything going on in 2019, it's going to be preaching about Jesus. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. It gets results. And said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. There's promise in this kind of preaching. The promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off. It's inclusive. It's for everybody. We've got a whole city around us. On this street alone, there's enough people that's not, not saved and not living for God that we could try to reach out to. This this promise is for everybody. I don't want to just be a little little cubicle of apostolic people that we're not reaching. I want us to be the church. So the promise is unto you, your children, all that are far off, even as men as the Lord our God shall call. them. with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they... That gladly received this word were baptized in the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's increase. Not just about numbers. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Fellowship, breaking of bread and in prayers. Apostolic church. Apostles' doctrine. That's apostolic church. Fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. A lot of things going on in a church to make it the church. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Jesus said it. And they, all that believed, were together and had all things common. Uh, they got together on this. They were all behind it. They were all there. People say today, same. Hey, I'm apostolic. Same. Hey, I back my preacher. Same. You know, I'm I, or I'm here for it, or I'm there for it, whichever way it is, y'all do it here for it. Holy ghost church. I'm here for it. Souls being saved. I'm here for it. Lives being changed. I'm here for it. Families put together. I'm here for it. Healings and deliverance. I'm here for it. It's going to happen. Got to get behind it. They sold their possessions, goods, and part of them to all men as every man had needed. People cared about other people. They continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. People were glad about the church they were having. Praising God and having favor with all the people. You know, a lot of people will want to say that uh, the apostolic church needs to be on the backs backside of town or stay over there by themselves uh, that people don't really care about us they don't like us they won't be around us but you know what the church found favor with all people let me tell you something people looking for something real and they're looking for something true and when we will be the true church they may not understand everything we do They might not understand why we get so excited or why we speak in tongues right off the bat. They may not understand this worship and carrying on like we do. But let me tell you, they'll understand that we can touch God. They'll understand that there's an atmosphere where they feel something they've never felt before. And, And the church will find favor with all the people. And one reason is because when you're doing what God wants you to do, He makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. When the church will start being the church, God's going to start opening the doors. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and the Lord added daily, or added to the church daily, such as should be saved That's increase. I want you to pray for me for just a moment, and I'm going to get into this, what what we're going to look at for 2019. Lord, today we thank you for your word. We thank you for calling us to be the church. And I pray today, God, that we can all get behind Lord, your word that we can get behind this vision. And Lord, we're going to see great signs and wonders and miracles in 2019. Lord, we're going to be the church of the living God. Help us with this. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This year, my son, the last few days, he's like, have we got a word yet? Because I always come up with a word, or the, the Lord gives me a word that uh, to kind of theme our year into, just like they've got commitment for uh, regeneration. And this year, this morning, I mean, I have prayed. They were asking me, you know, I, I want to make up something for the church, put it on the church page. What, what's the word? What's the word? I couldn't tell them a word because I didn't know a word. And I was like pulling my hair out over it. And I, I had a word. I had anxiety. I got a word, stress. Uh, you know, when you started wishing, man, I, if I could just get the flu, I wouldn't have to be at church, and you know? we could postpone it. <laughs> but this morning, in praying, and as I often do, God will lead me through things and lead me through scriptures, and and begin this the way. This is the way He deals with me, and the way me and Him converse and and understand things. As I, as I begin to pull scripture away, He begins to. It's like I'm digging my way out of a tunnel almost, and finally I see what he's trying to get me to see. And so uh, the word for this year comes from the Scripture, but the word is increase. You tell your neighbor, this is your year for increase. Now, uh, when I read, I'm going to talk about increase in a minute. This what we read in Acts chapter 2. This is the model of the church in its perfect beginning. The church was perfect. That day, it was, it was perfect. There was, no, there was nobody slipping in yet. There was no new doctrines being created. This was the church. The Holy Ghost was moving. People were receiving it. They were being baptized. They were being filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was increase. And it wasn't just about numbers. it wasn't just about 3,000. this was increase. Uh, people's faith was being enlarged, people's lives were being enlarged. They, you think out of 3,000 people, all it was was people getting wet. There were people who had generational curses being broken. There were people who I'm sure you, many times Jesus would uh, would heal people and uh, say, your sins be forgiven. And, and I'm sure there were multiple healings on that day. I'm sure that there were spirits cast out on that day. they were lives put back together. There were people who had been outcasts that were now, their lives were better. People were getting better. God was increasing the church. And God's church is, his church is going to be, a perfect church, but his church is full of people that have been repaired, restored, refreshed, resurrected. Come on, his church is full of people that had things wrong. His church is full of people who had issues. His church is full of people who have been dead. His church is full of people who didn't have any hope, but he put them back together. That's increase. And this church, this promise of the Holy Ghost being poured out, miracles, conversions, it said the apostles were doing miracles and wonders, things were happening, and, and people were receiving the Spirit, you know, they, they were seeing all kind of things. That day, on that day, people were changing and 3,000 souls being added. Men and women, uh, were there uh, being healed and their lives were being changed. It's, and it wasn't just a man thing, it was a God thing. God was doing this. Without God, it don't, nothing Nothing happens. Without him, it's not going to be there. But God designed the church this way. He said, he prophesied early on, uh, this is that which was prophesied by the, or spoken of by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And he, this was what was happening. This is what Peter said was going on. And so it was a God thing. He designed it and he brought it to pass. But men and women were the vessels that he used. He didn't send a legion of angels to come and, and facilitate the day of Pentecost. There was about 120 that were obedient, that were intentional about what they were going to do. They, 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 they heard the command. They heard the word. He knew, they knew what he said to do, and so they went and tarried until they received the promise. And after they received the promise, they received power to become witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the othermost parts of the world. Any pastor would want this or should want the church that he labors in to be this book of Acts, day of Pentecost type of church. But that is not going to just happen. It's not going to just fall in our lap. It's going to take us. Listen, we've got such an opportunity. When they listen to what Jesus said, and instead of going off and going home, we're just piddling around. But when they went and tarried in Jerusalem, they were setting themselves up to be a part of the greatest revival that this world had ever seen at that time. When they said, we're going to do what Jesus said, listen, they were opening the door to miracles, signs, wonder, salvation, blessings, deliverance, all kind of things. Because they did this, we read all the way through the book of Acts, all the way in there, that other people's lives were touched and changed because of this day. Because of about 120 who said, we will go, we will tarry, we're going to do what God said to do, and God's going to do what he said he would do. When you think about that, if you can just grasp that for just a moment, that the church is not without help. The church is not without provision. And God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. We are not without help. He is a very present help in time of trouble. The name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run into and be safe. Have faith in God. If a man believes, anything's possible to him that believes. But Jesus did make a statement that said, without me you can do nothing. But Paul reminded us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is a source available for the church today, and it is not a fairy tale, and it is not imaginary, but it is for the church today. And I know that we're in a different time, and I know we're in a different century, and I know that the world is a a different place, but it's the same God, and it's the same saving gospel. And it's the same Holy Ghost. And if men and women will provide themselves to be the same kind of vessels that they were back on the day of Pentecost, that that somebody will say, I will go and tarry. I will do what the Lord said. You're going to open up the provision of power in your life that's going to bring increase that you can't even believe. Paul wrote to the church, the Corinthian church, and he said in chapter 3 and verse 6, I have planted. There are some things that I have done. He's, he's using a metaphor here about planting and watering, but he says up front, he said, I want you to know there are some things that I have done. We have got to put our hand to the plow and not look back we have got to get into the harvest field because it's ripe and ready to go. It is time for the church to be the church. And Paul said, I have planted. And I'm not alone because I got some people I know. He said, Apollos watered. We're just men. But when we do what we're called to do, God gave the increase. I have never seen a church of a greater group of people that have faith in God. We have got anointed young men and women. We've got talented people that God has placed in positions. But I'm telling you today that we can sit on what God has given us and we're not going to see nothing. We can sit on it and have some good services and maintain a little bit. But honey, if you and I want to see the increase, it's time for somebody to plant. It's time for somebody to water. It's time for somebody to... One one commercial said, playing in the dirt again. It's time to get down to where the work's got to get done. Well, I'm waiting on God. Sometimes God is waiting on us because he's got men and women that need to be planting. He's got men and women that need to be watering, and he's just waiting to give the increase. I do not want to sit on what God has gave the church. Listen, anybody wants to see increase except in your waistline or your bills or your debt. But, you know, uh, we, and I'm not just talking about money. Sure, we, we talk about uh, increase, you know, uh, how God will bless us. And even scripture says, if you give, it'll be given back to you. That means if you do your part, God does his part pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In other words, it's increased. It's enlarged. It's grown. God is going to bless you. David was a man after God's own heart. He said, my cup runneth over. God has blessed me and increased me uh, to where I can't even contain what he's doing. In the Old Testament, he said, see if I won't pour you out a blessing, and you won't be able to contain it. He said, I'll increase you to the point that you can't hold it. But he, all this comes with what man does, what we do. I know that by ourselves we can't do anything. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But the scripture lets us know we're not alone. But Paul said here, we need to be intentional about our jobs. If we are singing in the choir, then we need to be intentional. If we're playing on the instruments, we need to be intentional. If we're in children's ministry, or if we're in media, or if we're in drama, or if we're preaching the word, or if we're in outreach, or if we're in fellowship, whatever it is we're doing, whatever we're doing, we need to be serious about where God has placed us in the body of Christ. Because when we do what we're supposed to do, God is going to give the increase. Whenever you plant, you don't see anything right off the bat. But planting and watering go hand in hand. And if the man that uh, shows up that's supposed to water, he just starts watering the field. And somebody says, hey, you know, why are you just watering the ground? Oh, no, somebody came. They've already planted. I'm just watering. No, they never did come plant. He didn't do nothing but make the ground muddy. It don't work. But if he plants and the man don't come water, it's still lacking. Planting and watering go hand in hand. We need it all. We need to do our part. Every individual, every church member, every part of this body needs to do what they were called to do. Because we depend on one another. And when we do what we're called to do, God will give the increase. Like I said, when you plant, you don't see nothing right off the bat. When you pour that first bit of water, you don't see anything right off the bat, but just give it time. God will do it. You know who don't make it grow? Man don't make it grow. Man, you can't get out there and Alibaba or nothing like that and abracadabra and make it come out of the ground. You can't do none of that. There ain't nothing you can say to make that plant grow no faster. It's going to grow the way God intended it to grow, and it'll be just right the way God intended it to grow. God will give the increase. And let me tell you, you may not be seeing all the results when you tell somebody about the Lord right away. Maybe the first time you talk to your family about Jesus, you don't see nothing right away. Maybe the first time we pray for uh, an issue, we don't see anything right away. But let me tell you, I'm going to see it. Because if I plant and somebody else waters, and sometimes you might be the waterer, sometimes you might be the planter, sometimes you might do both. But you do what you're supposed to do, God will give the increase. Because the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen. I I, I I trust the Lord, my expectation is in God. And we have an incredible opportunity. Because it works. And if we can see, we just saw the model of the church, what they did. Here's 120 people. All they have is what Jesus said, go and tarry. Go tarry and wait until you're endued with power from on high. What in the world does that mean? Well, I guess he's talking, you know, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. Maybe, but they don't know. None of them has ever been filled with the Holy Ghost. They've never seen anything like they're fixing to see. They have never heard that sound of a rushing mighty wind from heaven. They don't know. They but, but we know about Jesus. And when he says something, it usually comes to pass. And we know what it's like to pray. So they started praying and tarrying and waiting. And for how long it was, here comes something from heaven. They begin to hear something in the atmosphere. They begin to see cloven tongues of fire sitting on each one of their brothers and sisters. They begin to hear people speaking in other tongues. And prophecy from old is being fulfilled. Things that were planted and watered a long time ago. God was now given the increase. And listen, this church is set up for great things. This is going to be a year. I'm not just talking about listen uh, about uh, money and things like that. I'm talking about God increasing the church. And when they obeyed what they were supposed to obey, God gives a message, and Peter preaches a message, and 3,000 souls are added right there at that time, and then God starts adding to the church daily such as should be saved. People are being saved. Because men and women, fishermen, every ordinary, average Joe's just out there doing what God said to do, and he turns them into a church. He makes them into a, a, a body of a, a people that this world has never seen, and they start turning the world upside down. And we start reading about... Other people, Gentiles being brought in and all kind of miracles and signs and wonders happening and people escaping shipwrecks and serpents latching on them and testifying before kings and going to Rome and doing, they're, they're doing all these things because somebody trusted God. Somebody planted, somebody watered, and then God gave the increase. If God gives it, it's perfect. It's good, and it's perfect, and it's beneficial. Remember the the parable that Jesus spoke about with the talents? When the Lord gave talents to those people, how some of them invested and doubled what they had? Because the talent had the ability to do that, but the individual had to use the talent to see the increase. Use what God has given you, and you are going to see the increase. But the church has got, it comes back to us. Just like Paul said, I have planted. You know, that's why at the end he could say, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. He's not being egotistical. He's saying, we got to be a part of this. I've got to do my part. You've got to do your part. And Restoration Apostolic Church is set up for increase like never before. We've got individuals in this church that can reach souls, that can help people and pray for people and do great things. But if you don't do it, or if you're absent, if you decide, hey, I just ain't showing up, something's going to go undone. If the planter's not there, the water ain't got, he don't have nothing in if the water. If the water is not there, what the man planted, it, it's not, everybody works together. And that's what Paul said. He said, now listen, he that plants or he that waters, they're nothing. It's God that giveth the increase. That's what it's all about. But it still takes the man or the woman to plant and water. Yeah. Verse 8 says, Now he that planteth, he that watereth are one. We're all working toward the same thing. Just like they were on the day of Pentecost. They were in one accord. They were in one place. They had all things common. They they ate their bread with gladness and singleness of heart. They were in unity. God was blessing them. So they were happy about the church they were having. Listen. I love good church. But if we're not seeing souls saved, what are we doing? If we're not reaching people and helping the lost, what are we doing? You know, I talked about being intentional. When you're intentional, there's something driving you. Like if you you make me mad and I walk up and hit you, it's intentional. You say, well, what was the reason for that? You made me mad. There was a reason about it. Now, if you're standing behind me and I do that, That's unintentional. I didn't mean to hit you. I didn't know you was behind me. There's enough reason with just knowing that Jesus is coming back that we ought to be intentional about having church. It's enough reason just to know that at any second, at any time, that trumpet could sound and Jesus could split them clouds and come back, that we ought to be telling somebody to get ready for the coming of the Lord. There's enough reason just knowing that he's coming back to catch away a church that we ought to start planting and we ought to start watering. Because God's going to give the increase. You say, I don't know how to win souls. Just start planting. Just start watering. Just start doing what God asks us to do. Preach repentance and remission of sin. Tell people what God did for you. If you don't know how to find a scripture, just say, well, all I know is this, is said, I was praying and I was worshiping and God filled me with the Holy Ghost and I started speaking in other tongues and maybe I can't explain it all to you. But you know what? Come on down to the church and you'll find out for yourself. In verse nine, he said, for we are laborers together with God. You see, we're not doing this by ourselves, but we are doing it. We are laborers together with God. And you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Listen, if you're God's, he's going to take care of his. He's going to take care of what he has put out there. I'm talking about increase. You want to think, well, I plant this guy, water, what is that increase? He's not talking about just talking about money. I'm just talking about buildings. This increase is lives changed. This is your family members saved. This is people being born again. This is healings, families restored, desires realized. I'm talking about the increase that the church realized because somebody planted, somebody watered, somebody took what God gave and put it to use and saw the increase. But without him it would be nothing because it's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. We are set up, church. Do you see what I'm saying? We're not just rolling the dice. We're not gambling. We're not playing the lottery here. This is how it works. When we plant and we water, God gives the increase. Do we, What do we think about the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us? It was not just designed so we could put on a show for people when they come to visit. But it was so that we could go. They were going from house to house. They weren't even talking about their congregation. These people going from house to house, telling people, I wonder how many baptisms happened in other people's house. I wonder how many people people went down to the rivers. How many baptisms and salvation things are not even recorded because people were just going everywhere telling people, hey, woo, let me tell you what happened to me. Your testimony, telling it, that's planting. And then you can water that a little bit when you call them back and say, hey, you want to go to church with me? Let them get somewhere where God can give the increase. I just don't know if it'll work. Why? Have you ever tried it? Just try it. It works. If it worked then, it'll work now. It still works. We have people in here getting the Holy Ghost. Monday night prayer meetings receiving the Holy Ghost. We're baptizing people in Jesus' name. we got kids receiving the Holy Ghost. In Acts 6 and 7. There's something that went along with this increase as a church. It says, and the word of God increased. And it's the same word, by the way, as Paul used in the Corinthians. And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. God was adding to the church. But the word of God increased. If we're going to have something, uh, an increase in without a doubt, we've got to have the Word of God in our life. I cannot stress enough to each individual that you need to be, uh, whether you follow this reading plan or some other reading plan, I don't care how you, but you need to be investing in reading and studying God's Word. You need to make sure that you are uh, every Child of God should be a student of the Word of God. You should sit and you need to listen to preaching, you need to listen to teaching, and you need to study on your own. But you need the Word of God. He said, As the Word increased, the number of disciples multiplied. If nobody knows what we're talking about, because nobody knows what we're talking about. We're not going to have a church. But when the Word... Listen, we're born again by the Word. We live by the Word. We are people of the Word. We talked about last Wednesday night how that the will of God is found in His Word. If we're going to see an increase, then we're going to have to be a people of the Word. Jesus even taught a parable about that in Mark 4 and 8. And... He's in, he talked about the sower was sowing seed, and he said the seed was the word of God. And the seed that fell on good ground, it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased. Guess what? It's the same word that Paul used. And it's the same word that was just used in the book of Acts. It's the same word. The word is what it is. And you know what? The sower just sowing it. He's not asking you to aim it. He's not asking you to just pick out a target and and scope it out. He said, just sow the word. Wherever you go, be a child of the word. Be a child of God. Be the church wherever you go. Plant water. God will give the increase. We're workers with him, church. We're not by ourselves. We're not doing this on our own. We reap what we sow. That's Bible, right? But if we're not sowing, we're not reaping. We're not seeing any increase if we're not sowing. We're not going to reap. We've got to sow intentional to see the increase. We say it all the time. If you you obey the word, you get the reward. Jesus said when you pray in secret, that God will reward you openly. When you give, he'll reward you openly. When you fast, he will reward you openly. When you do what you're supposed to do, God's going to reward you. God's going to bless. There's going to be an increase. There's an old saying, to be or not to be. It's a Shakespeare out of a play that Shakespeare wrote, to be or not to be. If we will be the church and not just say we are a church, we're going to have increase. If we'll be the church, that means that we'll be doing the things we ought to do. There's a lot of people who are members of a church. Church. But we need to be the church. There's a lot of people who have a gathering. But we need to be the church. They hear about what the church did in the scripture. They heard about what their grandparents did in stories. They heard about old miracles years ago. But listen, we can still see uh, those signs and miracles today. we we got three-year-olds seeing angels in prayer meeting. Listen. God hadn't stopped showing himself, and he hadn't stopped doing signs and wonders and miracles. God has not stopped working. He's not stopped delivering, setting free, saving lives, putting families together. He has not stopped healing. He's still God. We're still the church. And when we plant, when we water, God will give the increase. I don't need a bigger building. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, hey, everybody, come on, shake your pockets out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we plant, when we sow, when we do the word of God, he's going to give the increase. He's going to enlarge us, not just in numbers, but he's going to enlarge us in signs and wonders and miracles. We're going to see people's lives touched and changed. There ain't nothing greater than to see a life put back together by Jesus. There ain't nothing greater than seeing people come to God. Uh, We were just talking about Sister Patty's aunt, 87 years old. And for years, they've been talking to her and said uh, just over, not even a week ago, she was baptized in Jesus' name, 87 years old. Said over the last couple of years, they've been talking to her. She said she was, always, she was raised Baptist and just, you know, but she started saying, I believe y'all have got something. There's something there. Something's going on. And they just kept on and kept on. And finally, 87 years old, somebody's planting, somebody's watering, somebody's burying an 87-year-old woman in the name of Jesus. It's never too late if you do it by the word. Come on, ask Abraham and Sarah, is it too late? His body was as good as dead and she was past age, but they still had the child that God said because they obeyed. When we do the word of God, when we do what he says, when we trust him, God will give the increase. But on this reaping and sowing stuff, it also says if we sow sparingly, then we reap sparingly. We can't just, you know, if you have seed, and you plant one seed, you get one plant. It's just common sense. But if I plant a thousand seeds, I got a lot better chance of having, you know, when you just plant one plant, there's a good chance that plant won't make it. It needs other plants around, so the animals will come and eat them besides this one. If you got a thousand you're more likely to have a good harvest, so you don't never stop planting, and you don't never stop watering. You don't ever stop being the witness for the Lord, because you never know when you're going to touch a life. You never know when you're going to come up on that person that they're ripe and ready for harvest. So don't sow sparingly. Don't, don't you know that sowing sparingly stuff that's aggravating. There's nothing worse than when you see potential in people to watch them just throw it away. There's nothing worse, and maybe that's the you know those that have pastored. But there, you know what it is like to see people, and you know they have got such potential, but they just will not get committed. They just will not be faithful. They just will not do. They they've got all this ability, all this anointing, and they just won't use it. You got to be intentional. You got to be able to say like Paul, I have planted. And I promise you, if you, if you can make the word statement, I have planted, you're going to also back it up with, and God gave the increase. Because them two, the word, the, those lines go together. But what will we increase to see increase? Sometimes you've got to increase. They increased the word of God, they saw increase. Paul said, he wrote to Thessalonians, he said, look, he said you know, I know that y'all love each other continue in that brotherly love he said but you need to increase in it you need to increase and in we need to increase our love for one another we need to increase our ability to forgive one another we need to increase uh mercy and grace and long suffering and patience we need to increase we need to increase our compassion we need to complete uh increase Everything we do for this kingdom, we need to increase it. You can't you can't give too much love to people. People say, Oh, you love love people too much. No, you can't love people too much. You can never forgive them enough. You can never show enough mercy. How how, how can we put a limit on the mercy? God's mercy is new every morning. So, how can we do that? We need to increase in the things of God. We need to increase our prayer time. Come on, can I pastor just a minute? Hey, I, you know I love you. You know I think this is the greatest church going. But do you think I, I don't, you think I think that we don't have room for improvement? As long as the Lord tarries, we got room to improve. That's not throwing off on nobody. That's not saying somebody's being slack. I'm telling you that God's people, can, we can't never pray enough. We need to increase our prayer time. We need to increase our attendance. Yeah, we need to stop letting everything and anything keep us out of church. Hey, I understand, and you know I do, that there are things that keep you out of church. When you're not physically able to be here, I understand that. But there are some things that have taken priority, and it's easy to just say, church will always be there. This is a one-time thing. Well, we're going to reap what we sow. I'm telling you that when we get like the church was, When we when it's about church, when it's about seeing souls saved, it's about things changing, we're gonna be in our place. We're gonna be in our seat. We're gonna be there when the doors are open. Oh, you gotta be there every time the doors open. I'm gonna be there every time the doors open unless the Lord don't allow it. That's the old school mentality. Let it be. Because that's the way I was raised. That's why I'm still serving God today. You'll talk to somebody that's been living for God 40 or 50 years. You want to know why? Because they went to church. Because they stayed in church. They, they, they increased uh, as it, oh, I'm older. You know, we're the only ones that changed uh, church time. We shorten revivals. We have one service on Sunday. We've done everything we can to make it easy for people to be at church. And the easier we make it, I'm talking about Increase. If we want to see the increase, we need to increase. How about it? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not mad, I'm not mad at nobody. I, I'm just telling you, this is what works. If you, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Do you possibly think if you, if you go to church one time a month, you're going to get the same amount of stuff if somebody goes six times a month? It's just how it works because you're missing. about better move on. We need to increase our witnessing. We need to stop being quiet about what God's done in our life. We need to increase our, our reading, our fasting, our giving. The more you read, the more you know. The more you, the more you fast, the, the more things uh, God will move in your life. And chains will be broken in your life. You'll have an increase in your spirituality. And people, we ought to be a spiritual people. We need to increase giving. Giving. And, and I saved that one for last because I, I know that uh, you know how I am. I'm, I'm not, I don't harp on people. I don't shake people down for money. And our church gives. My goodness, they give, and I'm thankful for it. And I'm not upset about that, but, but I'm just talking about what the Scripture says. If you, you know, however you give, it's going to be given back to you. So if you're, if you're looking for an increase in a certain area, these are things maybe we need to increase. If we feel uncomfortable about talking to people about the Lord, then you might ought to increase your Bible study time, your reading, so that you can do that. If you're having financial troubles, hey, maybe increase your giving. I'm just saying, this is Scripture. It works. But what are we not just willing to increase, but what will we give up now to see increase? John, the Baptist, to see the fulfillment of, he wanted to see the fulfillment of his ministry. And he said, "I must decrease. He must increase. He's got to get larger. I've got to get smaller for my ministry to be what God ordained it to be. If I try to make myself of a reputation or be because they want to know how come, you know, they' down there baptizing and, and he's baptizing more people than you are now and what's going on here, He must increase, and I must decrease. What are we willing to sacrifice to see God move in our life? What will we lay down? What, what, what will we give up? What has what eaten up our time that keeps us from praying or fasting or doing? What is it? What, what are we willing to let go of? What are we willing to decrease in so that he can increase in our life? The church sold things and distributed so they could meet needs. Increase. Now ultimately it's all about God. And without him, we can do nothing. But I tell you today that as I, believe me, I prayed over it and struggled over it and, and wrestled over God, what, what, what for our church? And he's let me know in prayer this morning that this church is ready if they'll do what I've called them to do. We, our name of our church is Restoration Apostolic Church. I think we ought to fulfill every single part of that name. We ought to be about restoration, seeing people's lives put back together, seeing lives changed, families fixed, people healed, all that restoration. This church is about that. I believe in God putting people's lives back together. I believe that it comes through apostolic doctrine. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. I believe in that message in Acts chapter 2 that the same Jesus is both Lord and Christ and being born again through water baptism in his name and being filled with the Holy Ghost is the way to heaven. That's it. That's how it happens. And I believe we are the church, the bride of Christ purchased with his blood. And the church... Needs to be the church. But this church in this city, for all these years since 2007, we have been here. And we have planted, and we've sowed, and we've watered, and we've seen bits of increase here and there. But I feel like God has now got us in a place. He's got us in a place where we can really do a work. We've got plenty of facility. We've got Plenty of ministries in this church. We got people that can do and that want to do, yeah. and so this year we're going to be working. Brother Shannon mentioned it about the kids ministry. Things are coming for our kids ministry. Our youth, are there, man. One thing about restoration: our young people have always been wide open and on fire. But hey, guess what? All of us, other folks too. Yeah. Maybe we're not the youth, but we're the church. And you still got callings and ministries in your life, and god 's going to put them to use god 's going to open doors. The Bible says your gift will make room for you, but you got to step in it i 'm ready to see God do some great things. How about you? Anybody want to see an increase let 's stand together this morning. honey, you can come' uh, gonna... i'd like if we could, as many as could, visitors, if you would like to, you could, but if you're just visiting and, and uh, don't feel comfortable doing it, you don't have to. But, but the, this church, if you're this church, if you could, I'd love for you to come as close as you can to the front. Now, if you're not feeling well and you've been sick and you don't want to get close to anybody, that's understandable. Or if you don't need to take a chance on getting sick, that's understandable flu is running wild right now why don't you take the hand of somebody besides as you come up this is our first service of of 2019 and and it's not anything that's very profound but it's what a key it is that if I plant or water if I work with somebody in the things of God he's going to bless it You've got desires of your heart. You've got things you want to see happen. You've got ministries you want to see working. You've got people you want to see saved. This is where we make a a declaration of of that. And then we're going to say, hey, I'm going to do my part. I don't need you to tell your neighbor, hey, do your part. This is where we decide today that I'm going to do my part. God has anointed me filled me with his spirit God has put me in the body and if I'm in the body I've got a place to work if you're in the body you're part of this we're workers together with him so would you lift this hand beside you to heaven and make a declaration together because somebody's planting somebody's watering Lord we're going to work together and we're going to see an increase we're going to pray more we're going to fast more We're going to be faithful in the things of God. We're going to see our family saved, lives changed. We're going to see healings, deliverance. This is the year for sickness to go. This is the year for cancer to be destroyed. This is the year for husbands to come into the house of God, for wives to come in, for children to come in, for brothers and sisters to come in. This is the year for prodigals to come home. Lord, we're going to plant and we're going to water because we want the increase. God, we're declaring in here today that we will do our part and we know that you'll do your part. Lord, give us an opportunity. Show us where we can labor. Show us how we can work, God. In one mind, in one accord. Lord, I speak blessings, boldness, courage over your people. Lord, that they won't back down from the challenge. But Lord, they'll meet every opportunity in faith. They'll meet every opportunity in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. They're going to plant, they're going to water, and God, you're going to increase. Hallelujah. It's been good, but it's going to be better. It's going to be great, but it's it's been great, but it's going to be greater. God's about to do some things in this church. God's going to do some things in your family. Don't you give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. In the name of Jesus. Because the other side of that, that verse of scripture, if you flip it, if there's no plant and no water, the Bible says God's always going back and forth through the earth to show himself strong on behalf of them that trust him. People that's planting and watering, that's the folks that trust him. And God's gonna give the increase. You believe it? Hallelujah. Come on, give him another hand clap and shout of praise at this house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands and just worship for a moment? Do you believe it? You got the Holy Ghost? Have you got the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Your best is yet to come. Come on, better days are coming. Why don't you lay your hands on somebody beside them and pray for them. Pray for somebody and encourage them right now. Let them know better things are coming. Healing's coming, blessing's coming. Your answer's coming in the name of Jesus.